not really the steps, it's the view of the uh, exact nature of the wrong. And then that view of the exact nature of the wrong changes how you see everything else in the program. Uh, one of the indications that you're onto something, really. So uh, today we'll go over the fourth step or start there. And again, uh, we'll go to page 64, which is the one sentence that I usually swing to, which is being convinced it's at the bottom of page 64. So basically, until then, there's been a lot of description of on, on, before the ego is the feeling of being the one who has an ego or lost the ego. That to me is the sense of self. The sense of self is the feeling when there's an action happening, I'm the one that's doing it. When there's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, I'm the one who's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching that there's only one feeler with all the feelings and sensations I've had in my whole life. There's only been one person who's had all those feelings, this idea of Paul, which is truly a mental idea reinforced and supported by the mental processes. Uh, they've proven in like a lot of research that I think it's around 15 months, the baby until about 15 months has no sense of self or no sense of other. Yet it was babying the whole time. It wasn't like it didn't exist until there was a feeling of being Paul who exists. There was existing first and then Paul came later. Now in our narrative that we're listening to in the head, where the problem resides, alcoholism, resides in the mind, supposedly. That's one of their uh, diagnoses. And the problem, obviously, that's in the thought system and in the narration, in the, in the almost like the spoken thoughts that sound like us because they, they sound like the vocal cords of this body. So, of course, this body is me. So that's the, the voice of this body would be Paul's. This is what I'm speaking about as self. And... The idea, so it says being convinced, which means to believe with certainty. And uh, I don't believe the mental state can believe anything with certainty uh, for long. So I felt like the, uh, the admittance to my innermost self was a clearer description of what happened to me instead of me admitting that I was an alcoholic. There was an admittance to my innermost self and then me begrudgingly got that message in the next 30 something years basically so uh being convinced that what that self manifested in various ways so it's not as if self defeats us because it really there's nowhere there's no self to defeat us there's an idea but that idea if it directs us if it if it presents itself as us if it compels actions based on its uh, interpretation of life, then self defeats us by its manifestations. So we give it the oomph, we, we play it out. Yeah, just like alcoholism can't go and buy alcohol, it needs you to buy alcohol. Yeah, it needs you to get out there and fuck things up so that it can produce, it can sort of dwell on you as the guilty one. It needs us. Yeah, so 
like a parasite in a host. So the parasite has a very, very sophisticated strategy, which is it convinces the host it's the host. And that's my direct observation of alcoholism after I was relieved from it. <laughs> something, something had took me over. Yeah, and I would give that, the way that happens is this identification as self. So I am taking myself to be something other than I am, and then that will that would be demonstrated as, let's say, coming from Paul is now self-will. So self has claimed to be the one who has the will, and self is the one that's compelling the actions, and yet Paul gets left with the consequences. Being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. We will look at some of the ways, the common manifestations of self in one's life, which the next paragraph is resentment. So we go into the fourth step, and to me, I'm looking at the fourth step from this view of the identification as self. So I'm looking at how self, through its manifestations, defeated me. So I'm doing an inventory of self's common manifestations, not mine, but selves, yeah? This is the distinction that is, since this started, this downloaded in me, I've brought to every step and every suggestion, I brought this distinction of what I am and what I'm not, because I felt I was very unclear about that. I was taking something that I wasn't to be me, and I was living from there. And uh, in hindsight, it seemed like a huge slavery, to tell you the truth. And that's why I have so much honor and respect and gratitude and love for AA. Because to me, AA was the mechanism the higher power used to relieve me of this bondage of self. And one of the main mechanisms is first to see how self has defeated us. And that's the fourth step inventory. So resentment is a manifestation of self. Fear is a manifestation of self. And in the fear inventory, Bill W. says, why are we in so much fear today? And he answers the question, isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? So basically, what the hell is self-reliance? I would say self-reliance is represented or uh, manifested as faith in thoughts. So I'm believing what my head is saying and I'm taking a lot of false evidence to appear real, and then I'm acting as if it's real, and basically it's not. And what's taking the false evidence to be real is false evidence in and of itself. <laughs> so false evidence taken to be real usually takes false evidence to be real. So it doesn't have any kind of gauge to check things out because it's based on false evidence. So it's appearing to be real as false evidence and false evidence is appearing to be real to it. Yeah, and it's like a incredible loop. And I have people I know, you know, 25, 30 years of sobriety. This, uh, the thoughts are just whistling premonitions and forecasts and what's not happening. 
and they're just bombarded with it all day. At the first point of contact, they're taking false evidence to appear real. And then they're attempting to get out of what they're actually not in. So the fourth step is the way, the way I look at it, and you can look at it a lot of ways. A lot of, sometimes it's presented as these are your resentments and your fears, but I see that as the act of being identified as self. So I don't see them as my resentments. I see that as, them as resentments or points of view or perceptions that are produced from looking at life from self, yeah? So I don't think there's a giant, like there's a population in the world of 200, and 75,000 resentments, yeah? And I've run into like 800 of them. I believe resentments are a way of looking at things. Yeah, I believe fear is a way of looking at things. And I believe acting out in the pursuit of what you want is a way of looking at things because I have a feeling I'm not gonna get what I feel like I deserve, so I'm gonna fucking do some uh, unprincipled behavior to get that which I want and not lose what I think I have. So this whole, my whole life in a way, since I was quite young till after recovery, I was driven by self, by a hundred forms of self-centeredness, like it says, and each and every one of them I called mine. Each and every one of them I claimed to be the one who, who was selfish, the one who was greedy, the one who was vindictive. How are you gonna get out of something that you keep proclaiming to be in? It's incredible. So, all right, I look at resentment, which means to refeel. So, uh, you want me to go through the nuts and bolts of the fourth step? I would love that, actually, if you don't mind. I think that'd be all great. Right. So, so, I like the, I, I like the Joe and Charlie, uh, Printouts. They were they were pretty easy, and they were a formula. And it do one resentment from the first column to the fourth column. You could do eight hundred. Yeah, you just get you were if you could understand the formula, then no matter how much you put in it, you would be able to see. Yeah, through the AA way of looking at things, which is writing. Yeah. So, all right. So. Being convinced that self manifests in various ways is what has defeated us. We will now look at its common manifestations. I'm asking us to entertain that perspective, yeah? He just presented the perspective and then says, okay, now we'll look at some of self's common manifestations. So obviously we're looking at something that we're not, yeah? If you find it, it's like a request. First it says, here's the requirement. You got to be convinced that self manifests in various ways is what has defeated us. If that's true for you, now we're going to look at self's common manifestations. Not ours. They're not our manifestations. They're self-manifestations. So let's just start. I'm just presenting how I look at it. The fourth step from that sentence in page 64 is first there's a requirement being convinced of something, of what? Self manifests in various ways is what has defeated us. If, that, if you're convinced of that, or you're, a, you're, you're entertaining the possibility that may be so, 
All right, then it goes, well, if that's the case, we're now going to look at its manifestations, self's manifestations in one's life. And then the next paragraph starts with resentment. So we're now going to look at resentment from this view. That self is what has defeated us through its manifestations, and one of them is resentment. So we're going to look at resentments from that view, not my resentments. Yeah? I'm going to look at a resentment as a manifestation of self. Just follow it. It's, that's, why he's, that's the offer. Yeah? Don't, if you don't want to, don't, but there's, that's the offer. There's the first being convinced that this could be so, then there's, okay, now let's look at it from this point of view, that self is what has defeated us. So us is different than self. So why are we claiming self's manifestations as ours? Why? Why is it promoted to look at it that way? We took a, we took a left turn after he asked us, yeah, to, all right, let's look at its common manifestation, self's. We switch it to Paul's. Yeah? Like the habit of bondage of self switches the it to Paul. So as soon as I go into resentment, it's their now mine. <laughs> we lost the whole invitation. It said, what, what is, perhaps there's a better way. What's a new attitude and outlook? That's what we're talking about. Take a new attitude towards, it, towards this. Has it worked? Your old attitude? Take a new attitude. Are you convinced that something manifests? Manifested in some ways, even if that something is you, has manifested in some ways and has defeated us. Yes, I am. Well, let's entertain. Could it possibly be something other than us? Let's call it self. Yeah, could it be because it says being convinced that self manifested in various ways, which has defeated us. He separated it. Yeah. All right. So let's look at self from us instead of looking as self as us yeah why not how can it do any harm if it doesn't work go back to the way you do it but this is another way so all right we're gonna look at its self manifestations, not paul's <laughs> selfs yeah not jim's selfs yeah and then the next paragraph resentment all right, so resentment, fear, and harm's done to others, and we look at our sexual behavior because a lot of shit happens concerning sex. So you'll be able to see, see the thing is, in a way, the most the, re, the repetitiveness of the manifestation and the volume or the weight of the manifestation makes it easier to recognize self, yeah? That's why, see, in a weird way, we're lucky in a way to be alcoholics and addicts because self has played it big in us, yeah? Self has played it really big. It took off, it took off the veneer and it's just fucking out there. And it's obvious it's using us for transportation. It doesn't give a fucking shit about us, yeah? It's going to drive us to the same three parking spaces, institution, jails, and death. We've been treated very, very badly by it yeah it kills other people in a silent more quiet way but for us it's like electrified yeah the notes you can really hear them loud because it's fucking insane and we're extremely obsessed with self so basically we have a very very chronic condition of self other people don't have it as chronically yes which is helpful because it points it out 
it, the, the, the manifestations are obvious and the, re, the repetitiveness of them are obvious. And that's what the inventory shows you. It shows you a pattern or patterns of how self has defeated us because they're really drawn with thick lines, yeah? I mean, we went to fucking town. I didn't step on people's toes. I ran over people's toes. I did, I mean, extremely. I didn't just go to a two-day dry out. I spent two years and three months of my life in programs. Two years and three months. I've been in, in and out of jail constantly for years, yeah? I've been beat up. I've been, my ribs were cracked by the cops. I've been shot at. Tons of shit happened. Run over twice. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like a little tap on the shoulder. I was getting bitch slapped completely. Finally, I woke up through the hospital of AA. I saw that what had defeated me isn't me. Yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. So, 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 then we, you know, just go to Joe and Charlie. They tell you a simple four-column mechanism. Yeah, you write down the person. All right, Wendy, why am I, why do I resent her? She left me. What part of my instinctual agenda? And that's the basis. That's sort of where the ball of self gets bounced off of, yeah? The ball of selfing bounces off the instinctual agenda. That's what makes us pray to be taken over because we have a lot of needs that aren't under our control. We need food. We need shelter. We need clothing. We need love. We need connection. There's a lot of things that... The package deal doesn't come with, yeah? It's sort of like Apple. They sell you one thing, but then you got to buy the cord, the adapter, and shit like that. Yeah? This is sort of what it's like. So we're sort of apt. We're, we're, we're in a very fragile condition because we may not get what we need. Yeah? Now we've got need and want very, very uh, confused. We think our wants are our needs, which they aren't. But that's what happens. The self amplifies these needs and turns them to, into some extravagant wants. Yeah? So, resentment. Wendy, why am I mad at her? She left me. What part of my agenda did it affect? My instinctual agenda. Well, it affected my self-esteem because I think I'm a ladies' man and then a lady leaving me doesn't seem to reinforce that idea. It affected my pride. Yes? My feelings were hurt. Yeah, it affected, it affected my relationships with her and other women. Yeah, it affected my emotional security because connectionness with another person makes me feel emotionally sound. Yeah, it affected my material security because Wendy is rich and I'm not. And now I got to give up the BMW and start driving the Pinto again. Yeah, it affected my sexual agenda because I liked having sex with Wendy and I'm not going to, and I liked having sex with the maid, and I'm not going to see her anymore after I got kicked out of the house. So basically, it affected my agenda quite a lot. And then what was the reaction? Not my reaction. What was the reaction? From self, yeah? Well, it was self-seeking and frightened, as it always is. Shit, I'm never going to find another one like Wendy. I don't love Wendy. I don't love her. I'm not just afraid I'm not going to get what I want from someone else. Yeah? So, 
Selfishness and self-centeredness. Of course, self-seeking and frightened. Self-seeking, it doesn't, self, it doesn't say self-seeking or frightened. It's not like a multiple choice. Self-seeking and frightened go along. When there's self-seeking through us, it's frightened. Yeah? It produces anxiety. It's a worry because, you know what? It's a failed fucking system. It doesn't deliver the goods. Yeah? So, there, I just did a four-column inventory. Yeah? What? So now I can do 800 names. I can do five more names. It doesn't matter. I've got the netting to capture the, the, the manifestations of self. And then I can line up all the fish on the deck of the boat and realize, shit, there's a lot of tuna in this water. Yeah? Because that's it. So I found... Like it said in AA, hey, you got to be willing to save your ass instead of your face. I thought my ass was my face when I came into AA. I thought my face was my ass, I mean. Yeah? The image, I was living for a fucking image. I would defend it at all costs. I'd cut off everything in my life not to have that thing felt bad. It was afraid of rejection, so I didn't try anything. Yeah? I didn't ask people to go anywhere with me because I was afraid they'd say no, so I didn't do fucking anything. I, I, got, I just got almost cocooned by self. I was cocooned by it. Yeah. And there was no butterfly in the future. There was no transformation. It was like a corpse. It was like a deadening. There wasn't going to be a transformation until the higher power came in. Yeah? It was just going to be a fucking vertical corpse, so to speak. So, same thing you do with fear. Fear, and it's not even fear mostly, it's mental anxiety. Yeah. Fear is, an, is a valid emotion. When some, if some shit starts to happening right now, like someone's breaking in, there'll be a fear. But we're living under manufactured fear by mental activity. Yeah? And mostly coming from what's not happening. How can you get out of what's not happening? You're not in what's not happening. And then the acting out. You know, I thought all the sex that I was acting out for had nothing to do with sex. It had all to do with self-esteem. I was trying to feel better about myself. And you know what? A woman, a pretty woman, if she would go home with me, that represented that I was still okay. Even though I had tons of evidence how unokay I was, if I could just convince a beautiful girl to go home with me, then I was okay for that week or that month, yeah? But it would run out and I'd have to do it again and again and again and again. So. I, um, I appreciate you going in depth about that. I guess that sets us up for a step five, maybe next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just basically, I just want, I want to be clear about what I'm presenting. I'm not, I'm I'm not, I don't want that switch over from, all right, we're now going to look at its manifestations, and then suddenly they're called our manifestations. If you want to do that, that's fine, but that's not here. I'm presenting a difference between us and self, and I'm not, I'm not presenting a temporary difference between us and self. I'm presenting a complete difference between us and self utter difference. It isn't going to be self was a bad part of us and now it's going to be rehabbed into a better part of us. No. 
It's a foreign pathogen. You know, that's a, by now, that's a, an accepted reality to me. But when I first heard that, which was actually from you many years back when it was, you know, just hitting the play all on your YouTube channel, that came as a radical uh, shift in how I perceived what was going on in recovery for me. Because, you know, I remember taking a huge guilt dump when I did that four and five, but it meant yeah. something totally different when I realized, wait a minute, those aren't my manifestations. <laughs> those are just manifestations. Like that actually came as a radical shift um, for me, but I don't want to tell and what does it bring us? What does it bring us? It brings us re from, a relief from guilt and shame. It brings us relief from ownership. It brings us from all the binds, all the bounds, the bindings of self. It relieves us a little bit. It the tension, the tautness of the fucking web is loosened. Yeah, it and you feel, Francis you feel something. You feel different. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yes, and I did also. It, and it, it hasn't been changed in twenty something years. Yeah. It hasn't gone through it's it wasn't it wasn't replaced with a better, bigger version. It was just clear and it's always been clear. Uh, I, it, it what until I heard it it wasn't to me. I was I like I said, I did the step work, I got some relief, I was real happy for it. You know, life was changing. But I was still carrying a lot of self. A lot of this was mine, and I'd done it. And, and to have permission to all of a sudden not to look at it from that point of view, like I said, for me, that was radical. I don't know how other people read the big book or work the steps, but that was like a different take on this stuff than what I'd actually experienced up until then. So yes. anyway, I, I want other people to be able to ask you questions because I was so excited when I first got a chance to talk to you <laughs> after watching your videos. So is that all right? And, and let me also plug, I really, I couldn't more strongly recommend people go to zenbitchslap.com. Paul gives this away for fun and for free, but um, I'm sure if you go there, you can give uh, donations. He sells books. Um, he's got a long history of delivering this message and somehow he's never repetitive. I don't know how that, <laughs> even when he has, it feels fresh. So anyway, let me uh, shut myself up and, and Dan, can you um, lower your, or uh, unmute yourself and I'll open up the chat too. That was me, right? Yes. I am uh, Long Island. And uh, yeah, man, we met last October. Actually, I went to one of your talks in San Francisco and we all went out to eat. And I, I think I ate a lot and didn't pay too much. So I had a really good time. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, we talked about Long Island a little bit and you talked about Hampton Bays, I think, and, and stuff um, and Roosevelt Field and all that. But um, yeah. I've been I've been really syncing up with your your message, and uh, it just fits into into how I view things. It doesn't contradict, you know, like what I'm doing with my actual Zen practice. 
you know, or any of that, which I enjoy, which I, I feel a pull towards, like, it's, you know, something that, that always called me. So I, I keep up with that, you know, and, and, um, that's just my thing. Still doing meetings. Um, I'm one of those people who's had to go to a, a few other programs. You know, I changed seats on the Titanic, as they say, you know, I found other things, you know, and, uh, right now I'm like, I'm 25 years sober and I'm like, uh, I can't switch up how I eat and it's, it's, you know, triglycerides through the roof, this, that, the other thing. And, um, it's funny, man. It feels like my experience has been with any other program I've joined and I've done a few and some of them were really hard, like a real, like long buy into humility, you know, just getting clear of some other stuff. Um, you know, it's worked, but now it's, it's worked. It's always worked. You had to do, I had to do the steps. I had to start on step one in that program and then walk through. There was no like, um, change it. There was no, um, what was the word for the term? I couldn't, um, you know, the credits didn't apply. That's what they say, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And right now I'm like looking at like, mother, I got to feel like I'm killing myself. But and and this is just the excuse I'm using now. Now that I'm so plugged into this, like I I join another program after this, don't I don't I have it already? And there's no having it. There's no I to have it, right? The the thing that I'm talking out loud here and I'm I'm just throwing it all out there and just curious what you'd have to say. You know, awareness doesn't have anything besides being aware and and being perceiving you know so obviously it's a self manifesting in some way that i haven't i haven't gotten to yet that i haven't like really got my hand that that that's being really sneaky is what i mean hey, so, Dan, i think there's a question there i think okay. <laughs> all right if that's the question then i don't know what it is but please answer <laughs> Taking it. <laughs> Unless you're getting to it, and I cut you off. In which case, no, no, please. I, I Where really you from Long Island? Where are you from live, in Long Island? I'm originally from Greenport, Long Island. I live in Riverhead now. Oh yeah, good, good, yeah. Work on tugboats. We talked about it a little bit, but uh, yes, yeah, I remember now. I remember. So, uh, uh you know, it's a hmm. I never went into any other programs from uh, basically I first was introduced or went to NA because I thought that was more what I was, but I felt much more comfortable in AA. So I just stuck with that. And then uh, if I had any other problems about other topics, they were dealt with unconsciously, I guess, because <laughs> I wasn't drawn to have to do anything. So I don't have an experience with that. I have gone through, uh, I had, uh, I had a thing with sex when I was sober. I got obsessed with this one lady, I would say when I was about seven years sober or something. And, uh, I felt that was a real uh, example of sexual addiction or addiction manifesting in the sexual behavior. Yeah. 
And uh, I mean, I got a condensed Reader's Digest version. It was jam-packed, but it didn't really have that many pages. But I saw, I saw uh, it seemed like a lot different than the AA thing because I didn't have that uh, being struck sober around the topic. Yeah? So it seemed to be more work than recovery was. And uh, basically all I can say is it worked out in time and the demonstration of that event didn't repeat itself. Yeah, I had the one incident. It was like I said, a condensed version. I learned whatever I was supposed to learn. So if I had, a, if I had another very, uh, like something was obviously not working, I would probably just go to that third step and yeah. And even symbolically surrender with the hopes that the sense you had about surrender and recovery will duplicate itself with this topic, yeah? But I don't know. Food's a bitch because you got to eat. So you, you don't really have abstinence. So I'm sure there are some uh, great food masters in the Food Anonymous program. I don't know because I don't have that experience and... Uh, yeah, so, but I don't see how the principles, I don't think the principles are compartmentalized, yeah. I don't think there's a different principle for Overeaters Anonymous. It's the same principle, so. So what, man, it's good. What you go through is going to be helpful to others, so. Yeah, that's always a good way to look at it. So I'm not, whatever we're going through isn't going to, it isn't about us. It's going to be put to use by the programs we're in. Yeah? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? So how bad can it be if it's got so much value in the end? Yeah? And you have the assurance it's going to clear up. Everything else has. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, so... That's the best, but I have, again, on a personal experience, I haven't had that food thing, no, so I don't know. Figure, didn't figure hmm? you had, but what, what I was really looking at was that sense of failure, like, you know, I'm doing all this, you know, and then and then this, like, how the hell? Oh, yeah, yeah. But see, they don't have anything to do with each other. They don't have anything to do with, with each other. People have deep mental grooves, yeah, in life. And so some are, let's say, drug addiction, and there's more. So you just have a field of deep mental grooves. Some people only have one or two. So in a way, you should be thankful because you're going to be, you're going to be, uh, <laughs> you're going to be a renaissance man in all the programs, yeah. You're going to be able to bring knowledge to a lot of a lot of the manifestations of self. Yeah, I can yeah. really make a big self around that too. <laughs> well, yeah, but you you can you you're you've been pause is familiar with you. You can see the building of self from pause. Yeah, yeah, you can see it. It doesn't. It builds its little edifices and its little like. Uh, golden images, but they're not. It's obvious something has done for us what we could never have done for ourselves. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
I mean, where is the point where that has been revealed and it doesn't get established? Just like the third step says you sincerely take it, then you're established in it. Yeah, well, we're established in, in the habit of sobriety. We're established in the pause. Yeah. That which come, come after can't blow down which is before. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a very, and the head will never be convinced about that, but the innermost is. Yeah. 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 That convinced thing is, is, um, you said earlier that we don't stay convinced for long. I mean, that's why we keep going. It doesn't. Yeah. The head doesn't, but what, see what the innermost or another aspect of us that isn't, uh, presented through thought and shit like that can be convinced. That's what I was completely surprised about when I, I got sort of struck sober and in a short bit of time, I realized I was convinced that I'm fucked and I'm not managerial quality. It was just, and it's never come up for review or debate. It was just so profoundly emphatic, it was over. It was over. And basically, it's sort of like, it wasn't like a turning of a page, it was a whole new book. It was just, that's ended, that little journal is finished, and now here you go. <laughs> and there's no, oh, uh, refer back to the old book. There's no referring to the old book. It's like fucking done. That's that. Yeah. And in a weird way, it's like the problem doesn't exist for you a day at a time. I swear to God, that book doesn't leak into this book. It's completely different. It's been put on a much lower shelf and it's very rarely even looked at anymore. Yeah. It only is looked at when it can be put to use to help other people, really. All right, bro. Good to see you. Thanks, man. Yeah, that was Thanks. the message that, that's the message I keep hearing. <laughs> that it gets less interesting and less interesting, which is a great, a great thing because, man, that's all, am I, I think I muted myself. No, I didn't. Yeah, I was all oh, I yeah. thought about when I came into AA. <laughs> so anyway, no, just, um, just, look over, Jane, just look around us. Just look around us. No one takes us. No one is really interested in us. <laughs> in a lot of levels, you know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> the herd. We should learn from the herd. <laughs> yeah, we're just they're not learning. taking us seriously. They're not taking us seriously. This is like the herd immunity. <laughs> the herd seems have seems to have an immunity to Paul. <laughs> it's only that that which is identified as Paul doesn't seem to have an immunity to Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to put two and two together. You know, two and two together. They don't think they're me. I do. And there seems to be a huge distribution of interest based on that. Yeah. You know what, dude, I'm hogging the time because I had scrolled down the part and I saw, so I didn't think there was any hands up. So I was just chatting with you because, but there's been some guys waiting and one of them's not camping. I don't know if you can guess who that is. But, oh yeah. All right. Apparently Jack G yeah. is not, Jack G is not camping. He's not camping. Yes. It, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Hi, Paul. Good to see you. <laughs> nice to see you, Jack. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a little uh, joke there. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, I'm I'm not sure exactly the the way you put it, um, but but it alluded to that that some people were um, maybe had more of self than others, and it reminded me of a saying that I heard in. The, uh, early on, which was some are sicker than others, and uh, later a, a, a friend finished that quote for me. He said, "Some are sicker than others, and I'm not others." So I was thinking about it, and in terms of the analogy of the parasite, and it's like, does, do you think that some of us, some people, have um, like a bigger, more aggressive parasite than maybe other people do? You know, it says like in the ninth step, no matter how far down the scale we have gone. So there's a scale. They're, they're, they're saying there's a scale and some people go down farther than others. Um, I, just, I was just wondering yeah. what your thoughts were on that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, here there's, you know, in, in the world we live in, there's degrees, there's bigger and smaller, there's more chronic and less chronic. So yes, the manifestations of self and the interest that it's sucking up can be in different degrees in different cases. And basically what recovery does is starts at wherever you're at and there'll be a loss of interest in self and a gaining interest in others. Starting what, whatever level or degree of self-obsession or how far up you the ass of self the prongs of the divine proctologists of AA can still get you and pull you out. Yeah. They have a, they, he has, he has the right fucking instruments. No matter how far you think you're up the ass of self, you can be pulled out. Yeah. So, uh, it, <laughs> the deepness doesn't matter in a sense. It matters when you're in the throes of it, but, the loss of interest is going to be a basic shared effect from everyone recovering from alcoholism. There's going to be a loss of interest in self. That's the, that's the indication of you getting well <laughs> and a gaining of interest in others. That's just a basic diagnosis. Yeah. So if, uh, if the disease is chronic and stuff that, that may seem to take longer for some, I find a, a big dilemma that one of the first big hurdles we have to get over in recovery is seeing our role in things, yeah? The, the, uh, the stubbornness of not seeing our role in things as the action figure has a, uh, it's got a thick fucking skin because, uh, and yet when you see someone finally get it, maybe through the fourth step, where they see, oh, the relation between uh, column one and column four, yeah? And they see your role in things. And really, in a way, you could switch the whole four columns and put column four as column one, yeah? And then you, it would tell a beautiful, it would tell a very clear story about why you, you resent Wendy, yeah? You know what I mean? 
See, like, the real relief, the real clarity is you see column four as column one. You see it before Wendy, because it's not Wendy. It could be Susie or Stephanie, yes? Wendy is just, it's, it has nothing really to do with the formulation. So you could, we seem to arrive at step four, but really step four is the beginning of the resentment, yeah? It's, it's why there's so much fear, the selfishness, the self-centeredness. <laughs> and then it's just looking for, it attracts those events, and then you name the events, and you think it was Wendy that did it, or shit like that. So when you finally start seeing your role in things, it switches the columns. And the real relief is from column one, or let's say prior one, negative one. When there's a loss of interest in self, selfishness, self-seeking and frightened, there'll be less resentments. <laughs> there's going to be less anxiety. There's going to be less fear. Yeah? <laughs> so we really get to the cause from the effect. But let's not keep it that way. Let's see, yeah? Let's see the court. We arrive at four, column four, which is really the cause of the resentment, yes? Right. So in a weird way, it's like reverse engineering. We write Wendy or Stephanie or Jill, they left me, what it affected, and there was my role in it, selfishness, self-seeking, self-writing. Well, hopefully that goes to the before everything, yeah? Right. That's right. where, that's where, <laughs> recovery is from it's not recovering from resenting Wendy it's recovering from resenting yeah <laughs> it, that's the recovery you see it oh totally yeah yeah there you go yeah clear so, as mud so we we're up the see from being up the ass of self yeah so we have to start from there. So that has to go through Wendy. Uh, she left me. It affected all these agendas. And then you see you're rolling things. And now you're starting, your head's starting to pop out. And then when you come out, you see the culprit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> hopefully, after you do enough inventory, you don't need to do so much more inventory because you see yeah you see what you're going to end up looking at afterwards you see before yeah 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 man that's the establishment of relief is is the fourth column being bef it being the new first column yeah you see it so it's the selfishness the self-centeredness that finds wendy to get pissed off at because she threatens me and da 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 da. All right, so if I lose interest in self, I'm going to lose interest what causes all these resentments, yeah? <laughs> so I won't have to go and make amends to Wendy <laughs> because there will truly be a living amends. You won't be fucking doing what you did to Wendy, yeah? The living amend is... Fourth column is seen as, you know, ne negative one column. Yeah. Right.
Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I just want to say I, I, I've been around recovery for a, a long time and I've, and I've studied Buddhism for a long time and I've never heard the terms uh, uh, divine proctologist or spiritual subpoena. Well, there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. You're on the spiritual streets now, Jack. Divine You're on the spiritual streets. Is in the lexicon now, I think. It's going to end up somewhere. Divine proctologist. It's going to become a degree, at least a certificate program. <laughs> Thanks, Gandalf. <laughs> There's a lot of them that now they're, 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 they make home visits. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, Call up for divine proctologist. Sorry about this noise, you guys. Um, I'm getting a new roof after this first time, after waiting for two years, and they're making a lot of noise. But like Paul's taught me, a, a shift in perspective, this is music to a guy that's been waiting two years <laughs> to get a new there roof. There you go. <laughs> that's that's so, right. Anyway, uh, on that note, I'm going to go ahead and call on uh, Kurt, who's been patiently waiting to talk to you. Uh Okay. Wait, before Kirk gets started, I wanted to plug, um, Paul also has a Wednesday night, well, see, for me it's Wednesday night, but on Wednesdays and Saturdays, he also has an opportunity, which is more of a non-duality. Um, uh, it, it goes a little broader into across the non-dual spectrum, I guess you'd call it. <laughs> now that we're a divine proctologist, it's a spectrum. <laughs> but, um, um, let's go ahead and uh, let Kirk get going. And then also Sean was going to say something, uh, but, but there he goes. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm out. Kurt. How are you? Kurt. Can you hear me? Yep. Hey, um, I appreciate your talks. And, you, you know, you just said something as far as inventory where we call it, you know, one of the ways you, you put a great explanation to this. We call inventory right and the truth about the lie. And uh, when you turned it around like that, you know, I, there's that part in We Agnostics that says crushed by the self-imposed crisis. And we talked about this before, this crisis, this yeah. imposition of self, not something we cause, but this imposition of self. And until that uh, really landed, I could never look at uh, when it says we constructively review our day it, in the 11th. I could never do that. I was always destructively reviewing my day from that self. And and when you said the fourth, you know, you when it kind of switches where the living amends is really the amends. It's like you're not doing this to other people. That tied into the corrective measures that they talked about in the later steps the corrective measures are doing what you just said is not re like having sallies all day long in your life right it yeah. was like it finally was able to um well you use the word stabilize i mean you could even call it integration or whatever but i just um you know, sometimes I can't get on here on Tuesday and Thursday, so I appreciate you recording this because Linda and I were sitting listening. We couldn't get on the other day, and we wanted to listen. So we we sat. We were sitting last night listening to the third step review, 
So I just wanted to say thanks and um, I, I really appreciate what you do for us. So thank you. Well, I appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much. I hope I can get, get down there physically soon. Yeah. To Redondo Beach. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Kurt's a fellow traveler because, I mean, I was 10 years into the program before I got that dog head turn. You know, like, wait a minute. What? I wish Anne Marie was still here because she left something in the chat that was a lot like that. And she's got a lot of years. And I think she got like one of those head turns. Like, what? <laughs> like you do. So anyway, I want to call in Sean. Sean. I'll mute myself. Thank you. Uh, my name's Sean and I'm an alcoholic. And I suffer from the look at hey, me. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Um, this is my first time hearing you and, and meeting you. And um, I really appreciate it and uh, relate and identify. And um, uh, it's just really refreshing because um, sometimes I feel like I'm not one. Um, I'm never in the middle of the herd with my group. I'm always the outsider. I, even in, in AA, I still feel like the outsider sometimes. But um, the funny thing is that this um, Native American man, uh, medicine man, like 25 years ago, you know, brought up the concept of waking up to being in the being in denial of being in denial of being in denial. And and that's always stuck with me in this program. And when I came here uh, 25 years ago, almost. And uh, the thing is, is um, that mental anxiety that you talked about, that, you know, realizing just how that really dominated most of my recovery and, and, and not realizing that until recently um, in, my, in my life. And, and then um, the only relief that get away from that mental anxiety was to be so selfish to, you know, finally break down and start doing step 11, the, particularly the meditation part of detaching from that self and, and connecting to this higher consciousness and connecting to this and start deconstructing all the, all the um, identities that I've, you know, t uh, clung on to or hold on to throughout my, my, you know, prior to getting to uh, Alcoholics Anonymous and, and in the duration of the program. And, and what a relief it's been to just um, finally let that mental anxiety to just slowly, it doesn't dissipate completely for me yet, but I'm, you know, through the meditation, I'm getting there. And I was just wondering if you could expand a little bit more on that um, term of mental anxiety, because I don't think a lot of people um, are really keen to the, even what just anxiety is and then mental anxiety, you know, I think that's a huge thing for a, a lot of alcoholics, maybe not all alcoholics but definitely this one right here uh, who's asking the question. So I'll say that much and shut up. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Sean. Nice to meet you. Well, and remember, this is just the takes I have today. Could change tomorrow. The mental yeah. anxiety is, the mental anxiety is rooted in what's not happening. Yes. So the mental anxiety is happening, but where it's being grown is what's not happening. Yeah? So it's either the past or the future. So what would be the best way to deal with what's not happening? There is nothing to do with dealing with what's not happening. As soon as you try to apply a solution to it, it's happening. Yeah? This is the dilemma. We don't realize, or hopefully we do, we are what's happening. We are right now. 
And when we, as we, when that is entertaining what's not happening, what's not happening can overwhelm what's happening. Yeah? In other words, what's happening is Paul, and when Paul and the mental state is thinking about what's not happening, I give what's not happening the feeling of happening. Yes? By the faith in the thoughts, by the faith in the forecasts, by the faith in the little mental suggestions. It's all based on faith. So if you take I'm this because if you take this statement in We Agnostics on page 53, the bottom of it, you could apply it to this. This thing, this is the first part is the condition, yeah, without knowing it. So that's the condition. Had we not been brought to where we stood by a certain kind of faith, Without knowing it, have we been, so see wherever you've been brought to right now, you've been brought, he's basically suggesting, you've been brought to this position right now by a certain kind of faith, yeah? So the position I'm in sitting here, feeling okay, content and satisfied, has been brought about by faith, yeah? Faith that has been shifted from a failed system to a reliable system, yeah? The faith in the failed system was what produced anxiety. The faith in the thoughts about I'm going to be fucked next week or I'm going to be destitute, whatever, all these incredible forecasts it keeps putting out, yeah, it's almost like chum on the surface of consciousness, yeah. Once faith drives to that and bites it, you're the poor fush, pop, fucking fish, yeah. So it's faith that brought us to this condition. So faith in the failed system of self-reliance has brought us to the condition we're in. Yeah? That's the diagnosis. So he says here, without knowing it, had we not been brought to where we stood by a certain kind of faith, for did we not believe in our own reasoning or in our own thinking? Yeah? And you know how you start losing belief in your own thinking? You don't see it as your own thinking anymore. You see it as thinking. It's not yours. You're not doing it. It's not from you. It's happening. It's sort of like you're wearing a helmet, a space helmet, and you're, you're, it's been pre-programmed to a certain station, and you're hearing K-Paul all day. Take, and all the while sitting in the spacesuit, we're thinking it's us. I'm doing K-Paul. No, K-Paul is producing you. The faith in K-Paul is producing you as a fucking nervous wreck. So here he goes. We not believe in our own reason. Did we not have confidence in our ability to think? Yeah? Or the thoughts themselves, let's say. What was this but a sort of faith? Yet we have been... Faithful, now he says abjectly faithful. Abjectly is an incredible word. We have been, and this is all without knowing it. So now a new light is being brought about. Now we know it. So we have been faithful, abjectly faithful to this God of reason. The problem resides in the mind. That it's the mental state playing God. Yeah? That's what is, it's asked of us before you get into the third step. The prior importance, which is says, first, you got to quit playing God. Because why? If you don't, that, that which is playing God will say it did the third step. And then the surrender will be a transactional deal.
You'll surrender when you want, and you'll take it back when you don't want. Then you'll surrender when the shit hits the fan. Yes? But if you see what you're not, yeah? If you lose faith in that fucking head, yeah? So in one way or another, we discovered that faith had been involved all the time. This is the process. Perhaps there's a better way. Instead of having trust, or you could use the word faith, in self, yes? We're going to... that. The program is going to move that faith in self into a faith in something infinite. And therefore, we are now expressing different conditions. Yes? I'm at, I have an ease and comfort. When I was having faith in self, I could not enjoy an ease and comfort because I was obsessed how would I be tomorrow. Yeah? I have no obsession about how I'm going to be tomorrow. I'm freed from that. The effects of what's not happening aren't being triggered by what's happening because the faith of what's happening is not in what's not happening. It's in faith. The faith is in this moment. Yeah? This is the beauty of it. So mental anxiety, in extreme cases, mimics the physiological, the emotional effects of fear with no apparent threat. It's all made up. Yeah? And if, you, and if you deal with it as if it's real, it's going to become more fucking real. So what's the answer to what's not happening? It's not happening. A recognition. How are you going to, be, how are you going to see it as not happening if, if you're in a not When you come out of the ass of self, you will be in what's happening and you'll be able to see the difference between what's happening and what's not happening. Yeah? Because what's not happening isn't happening. <laughs> you know, it's a simple, you know, it's not happening. It's, it's being presented as it's happening in the head, but no other theater. It's not playing. You don't see, you're not seeing it. You're not feeling it. You're not tasting it. You're not touching. It's being thought about. Yeah? It's being thought about by the mechanism that the, that the disease of alcoholism infects. That's what it is, yeah? So mental anxiety is not fear. Fear is a valid emotion. We're not having the emotion of fear. We're having mental anxiety. We're having a preemptive fear with no apparent threat. So we're, we're in fear before there's any fearful event, yeah? That's insane to me. That's slavery. Yeah? You don't even need to get hit by the fucking thing. You're in the fear of getting hit by the thing all the time. It's succeeded. The threat has succeeded. You haven't even... You're afraid to get the blow, so you're, con you're in contraction waiting to get whacked. What is that but slavery? Yeah? You're in a situation. There's no fucking threat. Everything is cool, but you can't chill out. You're just contracted by what's not happening. And that's all brought about by faith. And that's what the program shifts. Because you can't... The program shifts the faith from self to the infinite. And you and I are the repository of those new effects. Yeah? We have a new attitude and a new outlook, a new freedom and a new happiness. We have the ability to enjoy peace of mind. We sense the conscious presence. 
We've learned that we can face life successfully. All these things are all based on the faith moving from the failed system to something reliable. Yeah? The system can't move its faith to another system. That's faith in the system. Yeah? The solution has to be... The solution doesn't come from the problem. Yeah? I think that... um, I love that on the agnostics because the whole thing is prefaced on without knowing it. Now you know it. And now you'll see it before you fucking get developed by it. Yeah? You'll see it. You'll see the presentation of what used to cause you to have fear. You'll see it as a fucking presentation. You won't bite anymore, yeah? Hey, I've been taken care of for 32 years, stumbling and bumbling through this life, yeah? There's absolutely no evidence. I don't have a right to fucking worry. (laughs) I mean, the evidence has been so fucking overwhelming. There must be a fucking strong bias if I haven't accepted it yet, yeah? Yeah. I've seen so many miracles in my own life and other people's lives. Yeah. Fuck. Thank you. Do you want to respond to any of that? Yeah. Shot? Oh, no. I just want to, I'm just very grateful. Thank you. That's yeah, I'm really you glad you asked that. Did, did you get, is he, oh, he looks cut off. I think that was it. Was that it? Okay. I'm glad he asked that, though. He almost didn't ask um, that. And that was uh, like when you, that was one of the biggest shifts. Um, It was like I'd never read that before when you pointed to that part where we had abject faith in the God of reason. And it was like I'd never read it before. And, you know, and I mean, my sponsor was like a big book thumper. (laughs) So I know I've read it. But all of a sudden I got stuff that like, they tried to impress upon me when I was a kid, you know, I got sent to a Catholic school when I was a disciplinary problem. And they tried to explain that what you resist persists and what you fight, you strengthen. And none of that had any value to me. And all of a sudden, when you pointed out that I developed this abject faith in the God of reason. And I think in the same meeting, you were talking about the St. Francis prayer, you know, that like I'm a hose and I can either, channel this or that this or that this or that got real simple yeah see the see one of the unsuspecting inner resources is faith you can see the obviousness of if there's faith in thoughts that faith in thoughts produces anxiety yeah If you just see anxiety without seeing what produces it, where is there going to be relief? You're going to constantly have to be a fireman putting out the fires that anxiety is imagining. Yeah? But you get to the exact nature of the wrong. It's faith. Yeah? And we can't. We surrender to the program And then the higher power, whatever you want to call it, the grace, whatever, now directs the faith away from self and to it. Yeah? Instead of trying to get sun from the moon's pale reflection, we're now facing the sun. 
The light is obvious. Yeah. It's you could it's question of- the source of the light if you were living by the light of the moon. Yes. But when you when you turn to the sun, there's no fucking confusion about the source of light. Yeah. You're not getting a reflection of it. You're getting a hit of it. Yeah. You feel the conscious presence of that power. It becomes a sense feltness. It's not an intellectual idea. You've watched it work for years. You've seen it. I've had people talk to me for 20 minutes and basically their case is airtight. They're fucked, basically, completely fucked. And then I see them in a few weeks and they've been going to meetings and somehow, miraculously, things have worked out. That is not an unusual occurrence. It happens over and over and over again. Yeah, all these amazing things will happen. What are we gonna just try to, what do you want to just keep isolating the amazing things? Let it imply what it implies. You're under an amazing guidance. Yes, that's why amazing things are happening. That's why remarkable things are happening. You're under a remarkable guidance. Yeah. Why would you want to saddle it with your understanding? Let it reveal its understanding. Yeah. I kept thinking you were done, so I was interrupting you by accident. But I'm glad you got all that out because that was amazing. And um... <laughs> so much doubt. It's a, it never ends. I don't know, you know. I was like, okay, well... <laughs> I would stay here until 5 in the afternoon. I would. If there was yeah, fucking no, I mean, interest. Or I, way, thought it was... before, I thought it was of service, but it isn't. This is an invitation. You're it. Yeah? You're it. Look at... Look at... You're it. What's going on around you? See if this is true or not. Yeah? I don't, we don't need the validation of the book. It's nice. But have your own validation. Has something defeated you? Do you exhibit all the behaviors you exhibited when you were outloaded now? No, I don't. Yeah? Something that had its own attributes, its own characteristics, must have had me. Yeah? And must have had all of us because when you share what it was like to be you, it sure sounds like what it was like to be me. So there was one foreign pathogen that took us all over. So when you describe your life, it sure sounds like my life on the one level, yeah? And you end up at the same place I ended up. It must be, we must share the same fucking driver of the bus. Yeah, I don't see how it escapes us. I don't. I don't see how the differences overrides the similarity. Yeah? One thing, one movement took all of us over. It showed it. It doesn't have an infinite amount of characteristics or traits. It demonstrated its traits, its finite traits in us, and they were revealed by the AA Big Book in 1935 and 39. Suddenly, the host knew about the parasite, shared it with other hosts, with the hopes that they could see something, and finally there was a possibility, there is a solution finally. A recognition is I'm not that. 
Yeah. Like I said, it sounds simple when you say it, but really until I heard you say it, it was like not something I grasped when I came into AA. So that's why I'm glad that you're here and that the people are here that heard that and got to hear it and just the whole thing. I mean, it's just, yeah. it, it's such a small shift, but makes such a huge difference in terms of the understanding of what we're what we're facing and what we get out of it. You know what I mean? The whole trade-off of of this worthless activity versus you know and it just it works so well to hear you say it. you put it in that plain language that kind of brought me in touch with a lot of stuff that seemed real esoteric to me you know what i mean so anyway um i think that we've we've sucked about as much juice as we're going to get out of you as far as the fourth step because that was like like um uh, our cup runneth over type of stuff right there. And I really feel like uh, Sean got you on fire there. I'm glad he asked that question. That was great stuff. I just want to remind everybody that, like I said, Paul gives this away for fun and for free. But if you want to donate, you can go to zenbitchlap.com. And there you'll find all kinds of stuff that he's been doing for years. And it's, and, you know, it's just, a, it's a great website and it leads you to a great YouTube channel. And, uh, He's produced some books that take some of this stuff apart the same way, but um, the chance to be able to interact live is awesome. So I'm going to let him do his thing. I just want to remind everybody that it's every Tuesday and Thursday at the same time. I'm uh, your poor man's David Gilbank today. So, <laughs> and um, in the meantime, he had. I'm just going to say goodbye to everyone, eh? Yeah, James, yeah, yeah. thank you so much for doing the uh, platforming. And Mike. There's Rob, friend of mine from UK who I've never met. Paul, nice to see you, Paul. There's Vicky, thanks Vicky, for the attention. There's Urias from Ontario. He's either under the river or he's next to it. There's Haskins, nice to see you, Haskins. There's Mike, Mike Z, Sylvester in front of the blinds. Very good. But so Sylvester isn't blind. <laughs> Let's say Ray Burns, Ray, Beatrice, uh, Lynn. Lynn is like in a, the mouth of a cave. That's pretty good. Underwater. Jeff Penfield. There's a giant great white behind you. <laughs> Lynn. <laughs> There's Kurt. Thank you, Kurt. Always. Sunny. Great to see you. We got Howard in the car again. Howard, get some assisted living soon. Get out of that car. Just uh, Jack and not camping. And there's Kimberly. Kimberly, I owe you amends. I didn't call you. Nice to see you, honey. Yes? I'm a very busy person. What can I say? <laughs> nice to see you. Uh, we got Chris again, Cole, Kristen, nice to see you. I'm still reverberating from the last time we talked at one of these talks, Kristen. Yes, still reverberating with that. Very good. John, my main man sitting there from the Gambino family. Paulie, Paulie, Paulie. Virginia is there. Nice to see you. Oh, you're up today. Elena, I didn't recognize you. You're in a chair. 
<laughs> All right, far out. You're progressing. We got Andy. Nice to see you, Andy. Keith. Keith Young. Yes, nice to see you, Keith. Michael, one of my main men. Dimitri, he's in the uh, sauna turned living room. Yes. We got uh, Keith again. Hey, what happened there? I got the same people. Topher, nice to see you. G, Malcolm, two people from England I appreciate a lot. Jim and Trish, we got Dan H down there. Christian somewhere. Uh, let's see. And that's about it. Hey, thanks so much for the day. Great. I'll see you. Hopefully, I'll see you on Saturday or yeah. what's today? Thursday? Thursday, yeah. I tell my life by Zoom meetings. Exactly. Well, we'll be here Saturday. Uh, we know where you're supposed to be Saturday. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. See you, everybody. Thank you. And then I think there's a meeting. The, the meeting continues if you want to stay on. So uh, I got to take a break. See you later. See you later. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Yes, if you guys want to stick around for fellowship, I'll keep the room open. But uh